Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another of Inside the Pitchin. I'm back in my friendly confines. Really enjoyed our time in Wisconsin, but it's time to get back to work here at home. So, meanwhile, glad you can join us tonight. Let's go over the crew real quickly. Candy Evelyn comes in. Good to have you back, Candy. Thanks, Scott. Good to be here. All right. And smoking Jeremy. We got Travis Sherlock Holmes. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be back. Wait a minute, it's Travis. I love bacon homes. Come on, get it yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and I can and I can eat it now. Yeah, you can eat it now. Well, I'm not gonna be allowed to eat anything for a while, and I won't get into the reasons. All I know it's gonna be a very interesting 12 hours or so. So I'm gonna leave it at that before I lose my it. straight face. Coach Bono back in the house. What's up, coach? Good to see you, Scott. Thanks for having me again. My pleasure. We love having you on, Coach. You're getting good at this broadcasting thing. I love having you on. I don't know about good, but I'm uh, having fun. You're all right, Coach. We I, gotta I have him. Know. He's got the best jersey in the, you know, the Packer jersey behind him. We gotta have him. <laughs> oh, look at that. Well, he's made enough stop to warrant those things. Well, that's a jersey. I thought he had a shelf with moldy cheese on it. <laughs> I don't know, Jeremy. But let let me get through the intros, okay, Jeremy? Yes, sir. And, of course, K.R. Lombardi. I know you have as more one-liners and politicians tell lies, Jeremy, but that's okay. You're behind me in that department, but you're getting there. K.R. Lombardi, welcome back. Good to be here, Scott. All right, well, tonight I'm going to try something a little different. I'm going to try a little bit of a trivia question. Candy, post it up there, please. How many of you remember the show Sanford and Son? Look at that. Come on, man. You don't, you don't remember? No, you got to give me a hard one. <laughs> Did you raise your hand? Yeah. So how many how many eyes have in here? We got four or five. Candy, do you remember it? I do. Okay, of yeah. course you do because we watch it a lot <laughs> on TV Land or one of those things. Well, we have a clear majority, and when should Bo and Melfar get in here, they'll be asked the same thing. So here's the thing. So for all of our people out there, okay, if you can tell me that you remember Sanford and Son, we'll bring you on a future edition of Inside the Pigskin. We can talk about Sanford and we get to talk about football. And who knows? I don't know what they had in that junkyard over there, but who knows? They might have thrown a couple of pigskins here and there. So 
for all you folks in the chat room, I'm challenging you out there to go out there and tell me how many you remember. And is there a favorite episode? I don't know. So one more time, Candy, put it up there. All right, that'll set the stage. So we're not in the junkyard, but we're in the studio, and we got some good stuff. I expect this show to be a very explosive one, and I'll give you a reason why. Because how many people feel that the Florida State Seminoles got screwed? Okay, and you know what, my brother-in-law Steve Ebling, who I did invite on the show, but he respectfully declined, and I are having a very not very nice talk here about, and he feels that he. Seminoles got hoes. So, Candy, what do you think? I agree. Here's here's my. I know what their logic was. Their logic was that they're in. Their quarterback got injured. They're not the same team. They're not producing at the same results. But they're still undefeated. How do you leave a team that is undefeated out compared to the Alabama team that's always got to be in there? Because they make more money, they're going to have more of a draw. They're more of a market. Let's face it, even our governor is threatening legislation against CFP. <laughs> Not that that's going to work, but because he is. I mean, I just feel bad because what does that say to the quarterback that's injured? And what does that say to the members of that team that went undefeated even when their quarterback went down and they had to play with another quarterback? I'm glad. And and here's the thing. We can say that this is the last year that there's four teams and it's going to expand to 12. But what's the difference when they have 12? Who's the 13th out? Where does it, where do you draw the line? Where is it going to, I mean, and I don't know, but I just, I feel bad. I saw Florida FSU. We went to a game. I saw them play. They're a good team. I think they should be in, but that's, again, I'm not on the, the committee that makes decisions. So, Hey, Jeremy. In a way, it's a travesty. Yes, they were 12-0. and 0, But when you are a six, fifth or sixth seed and you're playing the 14th seed and you beat them 14-6 to six in a god-awful game and it was horrible to watch. And you see a team like Alabama go beat the number one seed in the country with their only loss to another team that's in the CFB automatically because they won their division. You kind of had to put Alabama ahead of them because it's the best teams. The four best teams is what they said they will put into the college football playoffs. They did not say the four teams is the best record. Okay. All right, Travis. I mean, uh, you know, welcome to the group of five, FSU. Yes, they got hoes, but this isn't new for college football. As long as we've had style points, as long as we've had all, you know, all that with the with the AP, you know, top twenty-five, this has happened. Um, I mean, just just recently, we can go back in the last five six years. We've had like I'm a I'm a UCF graduate. I'm a UCF fan. This happened in 2017 and 2018. UCF nights. Nice. Two undefeated teams that got left out of the CFP happened to Cincinnati back in 2020. Like these are teams who are playing, you know, three, four top 25 teams and winning and going undefeated, but they're not a power five. So now this isn't a conversation of um, this isn't this isn't a conversation of is it fair or is it new? Because no, it's not fair. And no, it's not new. It's just welcome to you being 
you know, being a weaker conference, frankly, having a weak strength of schedule because their strength of schedule was 55. And that was the argument against Cincinnati. That was the argument, argument against UCF. So it's just basically, hey, welcome to, welcome, to, welcome to being poor like the rest of us folk. How you like it down here? Coach, man, I think that we've heard some really great points to already. Um, you know, I did they get screwed? Is it fair? No, um, it's not fair. I think uh, you know that committee's got a, a really really tough task, and you know if if Florida State would have made it in, it, it, they weren't going to make it past the first game because any one of those teams that did make it. You know whether it's Michigan, Alabama, uh, Washington, or or Texas. You know I, I don't think it would even be a game. And I think you know those people are tasked with you know getting the you know the four very best teams at the end of the year. You know and yeah it stinks. You know everybody's already said it, but you know one of the things that football teaches us is how to handle adversity. So. This is just another, you know, another example of that. Uh, they've had a great season. They have a chance to go play in the New Year's Day, Day Bowl and, uh, you know, finish the season un, undefeated. And they could do what uh, what UCF did. They could crown themselves in the national champions if they want. So uh, I don't really have any more to add, Scott. Thank you. That's good. No, I like it. I'm glad I get to comment last, although I already know what I have to say about it anyways. All right, KR. I agree with Jeremy and John. Um, it were they screwed? Yeah, but if when you lose Jordan Travis and you got to come with Rodemaker and then your third string, let's throw the third string guy out. Rod, Rodemaker's going to come in there. Uh, they're, he, they're not going to they're not going to beat any of those teams that are up there ahead of it. Now their defense is, is, is lights out. They play really good. I thought Louisville is very a very very average club. Um, and I, I think that I know the, I, my Florida State fans here are just livid, but uh, they weren't going to win, get past the first game anyway. It doesn't matter who they, if, unless they had Travis. But Travis, you know, he's the trump card. He 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 make he makes things happen like Daniels does at LSU. So could they have could they have beaten the other three? Maybe, maybe. I don't think so. I still think Alabama. I think George is one of the better. I think George is better than Michigan and Washington. But they're not going to be able to show it, and the bowl game between FSU and Georgia is going to be a joke anyway because none of the stars are going to stick around. I mean, they're not going to—I don't think they are. All right. Before I get to my opinion, while everybody know the Inside the Picks is being broadcast around the world, the audio version of Inside the Picks can, can be heard on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast. Please hit the red subscribe button on South Florida YouTube. We're striving for. Our, more subscribers, please also comment, like, and share the broadcast. Want to be a guest? No problem. Participate in the chat room is one way to do it. Or send your topic ideas to southfloridatribune at gmail.com. If you want to advertise cost efficiently, give me a call at 954-304-4941. We broadcast live on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Our website, great job by Candy Ebling, is www.southfloridatribune.com. Twitter at Tribune South. And of course, Candy Ebling is normally behind the scenes, but she's front and center tonight. And I just released a new book called Lessons from the Microphone Tuning into the Enduring Wisdom of Visionary Leaders. Here's what we've got here, okay? There's no question, in my opinion, that Florida State got screwed, okay? And that's why everybody's waiting for the 12th team for next year. But I look at it this way, okay? 
there's no way you could leave Alabama out if there's a Southeastern Conference champion. Moreover, okay, you can't leave Texas out because they beat Alabama. So now you got them in. But here's a wild card that nobody's probably thinking about. One, okay, when you've got Washington, which is in it, you got the Seattle market, right? Correct? Yep. Number two, Texas, okay, what you have, and here's Mel, okay, what you have is Texas where you get Dallas, Houston, and every market that you have conceivably possible. And then third, okay, what do you have? You've got, let's see, we've got Texas, owns Texas, Washington, and then we're talking about uh, Alabama. Right. Well, and then, FSU obviously lives out. Yeah, Alabama. Right, FSU has, is a small market team. But what we currently have in the tournament, the Wolverines got Metro Detroit, right? Let's break down the teams that are in it. Michigan, you've got Metro Detroit. Okay. Texas, you got all, the whole state. Alabama, you just have Alabama. And Washington, you have Seattle. So, TV mm. markets. But again, I do believe these, these are the four best teams without a doubt. And, and there's no question in my mind that. They got it right, and it's probably not a small opinion, but Tallahassee is a smaller market. And the Jordan Travis thing is it a factor whether we want to agree with it or not. All right, now welcome back. Let's get your opinion on this, okay? And that's yes. did the FSU Seminoles get screwed? Yeah, sorry about that. My computer decided to upgrade. Or that's okay. Upgrade. Um, I say yes, they did. And, you know, you play the games for a reason. And those kids went out there and they did everything they're supposed to do. It's like I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. You know, you tell your kid to get good grades in school and good things are going to happen to them. And then when the opportunities for scholarships come about, they're, they're not offered any scholarships. And they've got, when I say good grades, I'm talking about all A's, never got, a, never got a B in life. And then there's no scholarships offered. So then, you know, as a parent, you're, you're looking like a liar. So, you know, this coach has told his kids, you know, you go out there and take care of your business, good things are going to happen to you. And for, you know, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter. I think it, I think it's a stronger case for FSU, but the fact that they were able to win without their starting quarterback, I think that makes us make it a stronger case. So, yeah, I do believe that FSU, uh, you know, got the short end of the stick in this particular situation. Um, but, you know, the, you know, the networks run everything. We, I don't know who's, who's on the selection committee. I think it's just a bunch of ESPN honchos up there. Uh, and looking at it and trying to determine where they're going to get the best ratings. And that's what determines, that's what determined uh, who, uh, who's going to play in the, in the college playoff. But, you know, FSU is not a small school now. They're not a TCU. I mean, they've won national championships there before. I mean, they've got a, you know, they, they've got a, you know, they're, they're, they're a football school. You know, that's what they're known for. Um, you know, Bobby Bowden built that, built that up. And, you know, then, um, you know, Jimbo Fisher won a national championship there. So I think it's very unfortunate the way – I don't understand how you win a football game and you go from – you win the, the the championship game and you go from four to – what they went to, five? They went from four to five. And then, you know, Georgia, they go from one to six. Now, I can kind of understand that a little bit just because, of, you know, they weren't a, they weren't a champion. They weren't a conference champion, so you can't put them in front of Alabama. Then, of course, you can't put them in front of Texas either because Texas beat Alabama. Had Texas not beaten Alabama, this thing is a much clearer picture. But 
I think yeah. it's unfortunate for those kids. You you go out there. It's not about the best teams right now. I don't think that's what it's about. It's about you know you play the schedule. You won every game. You 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 beat everybody that was put in front of you. You won the conference championship. You're a conference champion. You have zero losses. Zero is better than one. You should be ranked ahead of the schools with one loss. It's not about the eyeball test or what I think may happen. It's you know they won. They're unblemished. They should have an opportunity to play for a championship. Okay, now that Bo and Mel made their way in, we had a question out there that I want to make sure that they get to ask. Uh, Mel and Bo, do you remember Sanford and Son? Yeah. What about you, Bo? Uh, it's been a while, man. What's that? I said it's been a while. <laughs> but do you remember them? Did you used to watch their programs? Uh, yeah, I, I remember watching it. I, I really couldn't tell you much about it at this point. You don't need to. I just want to know if you knew about it. Mel, we know you oh, yeah. know because. Oh, yeah. All right. One so of my we favorites. Got, we got seven panelists, or all eight of us know Sanford's. Uh, there you go. All right. It's, it's, I, I think that says more about the age in the group than. Uh... <laughs> exactly. That's why I put it on there. So that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, I like to mess around a little bit here. So, you know, what the heck? You know, we, we're going to do a lot of fun things on this show. And I just thought Sanford Sun was a good opportunity because of an idea I got over the weekend uh, up there. What do you want? What's up, Jeremy? Uh, my buddy Eric Sean commented on my video on the profile that it's streaming to. And he said his favorite episode was Gorilla Cookies for Christmas. Oh, well, my favorite episode was when uh, Aunt Esther and Fred got locked together with those handcuffs. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, and and Esther made the cookies that looked like her, and Fred called them gorilla cookies. Yeah, well, he always had a lot of nice things to say. But I loved it when those two were, had those Chinese wrist locks and they were stuck together. So mm-hmm. we all have. So so now we have everybody in this room here on this show. Remember, Sanford and Son. Oh, Nelly. All right. So now we all got to talk about it. All right, let's talk about another story over the weekend did jim harbaugh get the last laugh over the big 10 by being able to beat iowa you know they they won all three and then they ended up winning this so all right candy we'll start off with you did he get the last laugh over the big 10 i mean he proved a point he proved a point that he can coach during the season he can coach regular season did he coach those last three games no, but he coached every minute up until the actual game. So you can't tell me he didn't devise the schemes, he didn't coach them and get them prepared. That's what a good coach does. And a good coach also has coaches underneath them that can step in his shoes and do run the schemes that he tells them to. And so did he get the last laugh? Sure. But is the NCAA going to get a laugh yet at his expense? Yet to be determined. You want to about you, Katie? You are like I am. You've been around me too long. Uh, anybody that knows you knows it well. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's put it this way: the only last laugh he gets is Big Ten can't do anything else to him. He served that three-game suspension, and that's it. They can't do anything. That said, I'll segue over to Jeremy. Of course he got the last laugh. He got to look the commissioner in the face as he handed him the trophy. I mean, how much of a slap in the face is that? And on top of that, and you're exactly right, Candy, 
He got to coach every second up to the game. The only guy that was costed anything on Michigan was J.J. McCarthy was costed the Heisman because you know what they did? They hit him for three weeks. He attempted 25 passes in three games. Mm. So that took him out of the Heisman race because he wasn't doing anything. And that's also why Ohio State was not prepared for that passing onslaught that went on around the Blake Corum rushing attack. You know, Jeremy, I got to tell you, you do make some good points on this one before I turn over to Travis. Yeah, I don't think J.J. McCarthy's worried about the Heisman Trophy anyways. He wants a national championship is all he wants. And nobody can sit here and tell me the Heisman Trophy is a ticket to having a great career. How many of them that didn't win it had a good career? And I'll set Travis home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, right. yes, yes. Un unfortunately, I mean, yeah, I think this is a very, very easy and very clear answer on this is, yeah, I mean, he absolutely got the last laugh, but he was always going to get the last laugh because this was always going to be a slap on the wrist. The, the, we, we, we've talked about this for, you know, a few weeks, if not a few months at this point. Well, over a month at this point is uh, the NCAA originally and, you know, in the preseason, uh, we'll call it negotiations, wanted more than three games, more, you know, more, more than a three game suspension before they went through this whole witch hunt process and then ended up getting th a three game basically suspension. Like this was always just going to be the maximum of what they were going to be able to get out of this guy for whatever they ended up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, pretending the, uh, the issue was. <laughs> um, so at the end of all of it... This was the worst it was going to get. This is basically the equivalent of Donald Sterling or Dan Snyder or whoever having to sell their team. And, and oh, I guess they'll just only be billionaires and still famous and rich. Like, yeah. like that's the worst that can happen to him. Uh, so that's his slap on the wrist. And, and that's the most that they can do to him. And his life's still probably, you know, incredible. All right, All right Coach. <laughs> You're exactly right, Travis. And I think, um, you know, I mean, look. Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, it behooves the Big Ten for them to make it into the playoffs, right? I mean, you know, if, uh, if Michigan loses to, to Iowa, then, you know, it, we're talking the Big Ten's not represented in, in the playoffs, right? So in terms of who gets the last lap, I mean, the whole thing's, a, you know, kind of a it's just uh, it's going to be one of the it's a, a sad chapter in in you know in football history but you know his team rallied you know they rallied under Sharon Moore uh 
you know, I'm, I'm going to brag on my guy again. He was on my staff at Central Michigan. And, uh, you know, they're in the playoffs as the number one seed. So there you go. The 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 bigger last laugh, I think, uh, from the weekend in the championship rounds was probably Texas uh, with the Big 12 as they go into the playoffs as a, as a Big 12 participant, but leaving the conference to go to the SEC. So that's probably a bigger, you know, bigger last laugh. Okay, let's go to the chat room real quickly before we turn over to KR Lombardia, okay? And we got Feather Firebird. Good evening, Feather. Good to have you on. And the next one we have on here is Butch Davis, Florida State, got Rob Blind. So, by the way, Butch, uh, you'll be on speed dial. You're going to be bringing down next few weeks or so once I get settled back in routine. So, you and I and George Bacorn, who's off for the night on another assignment. Butch, I haven't forgotten about you. I definitely haven't forgotten about you. And Jeremy Balrick hasn't either, right, Jeremy? No, sir. Okay. All right, Carol Lombardia. I think he did have the last laugh because he got he got the award. He got the trophy from the commissioner. But I think this jury's still out what they're going to do to him. I'm sure there's going to be some heavier investigation going on. Uh, and I, I agree with John. I mean, they had to, to beat Iowa. I mean, Iowa couldn't – and this is a coaching uh, term we use, and John will appreciate that. They could, they could, Iowa could score against air, but not against a stiff wind. And, uh, and they're terrible on offense. They are horrible. I, I'm, I'm surprised uh, that, that they're that bad on, on offense. Uh, but, you know, they're not even the second best team in the, in the Big Ten. So uh, it's good they're going to do away with, uh, with divisions. Everybody's going to do away with them. So, but let's see what happens with, with, uh, with Harbaugh, unless he goes to the NFL. All right. Okay. All right, Mel, turn it over to you. Yeah, I don't know about a, a last laugh. Um, you know, they're still, you know, the NCA is still investigating him you know, for that alleged sign stealing thing, and there could still be something, uh, some sort of punishment that comes down the pipeline. Uh, he was still, you know, I think Candy alluded to it that he was able to be with the be with his players right up until the time, you know, game started. So he was still coaching the team. He just wasn't able to to be on the sidelines. And I think that's a big. I mean, I think that's huge. Now, obviously, not have, having him on the sidelines is a big deal as well. But him being able to participate in the game planning and also go through the practices and be with him in the hotel the day before the game and all that travel with him. I think that's you know. I think that's big too, um, but you know they. I think they were very confident. I think this team is on a mission from last year. They you know they have a real sour taste in their mouth from their disappointing performance when they played TCU last year. And I think these guys are on a mission. I think Blake Corum came back for one reason, one reason only. Uh, obviously, he didn't get an opportunity to play in the Big Ten championship game last year. I think he might have tried to go for a minute or. Was it against Ohio State that he tried to play for a minute? I think it was uh, with that leg injury that he had. But he wanted an opportunity to, you know, to be a part of, not just be a part of, but be that guy in a Big Ten championship and also see if he can take his team to the promised land and, and win uh, a national title. So I think Jim Harbaugh knew this team was loaded. Um, so I don't necessarily think it was a slap in the face. I just think he, he already knew. And, and it actually – you know, motivated their team to go out there and, and perform for their coach. And that's, as a coach, I mean, I think that tells, says a lot about the program that he's built 
and the love they have for one another. The love, you know, obviously that he has for his players and the love and respect that his players have for him, that they'd want to go out there and perform at, at their best in his absence. So I don't, I don't necessarily look at it as a, as a last lap, but I just look at it as, you know, I think this team is destined to do some, do some you know, special things in the playoffs. Okay, Bo? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with Mel there. I, I don't know that he necessarily had the last laugh. He obviously gets the feel-good moment of getting the trophy from the commissioner, right? right. But beyond that, NCAA is absolutely looking further into it. Um, now, the thing that helps him out is the college football playoffs said that this whole thing is a NCAA problem, so they don't care about it, uh, which is how they're still in the playoff to begin with. But, um, you know, it, whether or not he has the last laugh, that'll really come next year on whether or not he gets suspended. Uh, you know, obviously they've been talking about potentially suspending him for the entire season. Um, and then at the other end, if he goes to the NFL, uh, say he wins the national title and he goes to move on, the NFL actually alluded to the fact that they may try and uphold any suspension that the NCAA wants to levy against him. And that'll be interesting Interesting to see how that potentially works, because that would be a unprecedented type of thing. Um, I would imagine that then there would be some lawyers involved to figure that out. Right. Good points, Paul. They really are. I mean, there's a lot of TVDs connected to this whole thing. I think he did, to some extent, get the last lap, because you know what? As you guys have alluded to, that he had a chance to look the commissioners face. I did it without you. You know, Michigan's rallied around the Michigan versus everybody thing. We know that. Okay, that's number one. Number two, okay, Michigan versus everybody. But you can't remember, this is a very veteran-laden team. They have a lot of, what, four-year players coach, I think. And they have a lot of guys that, well, I don't know if they're transfer portal or seniors that transfer over to get their – uh, play one year. So this is a very experienced team that's on a mission. I, I do want to reach out before we go into our next topic, though. Today's a special day in our family. My dad has, has turned, uh, it's his birthday day, and I want to wish my dad a very happy birthday and looking forward to seeing you hopefully later on this week. Dad, I love you very much. You know, you know, to me, you are a, a guy that I will always love no matter what, and I'm glad I still have you. And a lot of the lessons from the microphone stories have my dad's name written all over them. So, you know, glad you're alive and there's more memories to come. All right. So, Dad, we love you. So, all right. With that said, okay, there you go. Happy birthday, Mr. Morgan Roth. For the whole world to see. Okay. Somebody had to put this crazy character <laughs> up. And uh, Mickey Morgan Roth definitely managed me the uh, one that well, had a lot to do with this, to say the least. <laughs> All and right. Scott, can I, if you don't mind, can I just make one small comment before you transition to the next subject? Absolutely. Uh, uh, Bo, to your point about the lawyers being involved with the coaching uh, issue as far as the any suspension levied down by the NCAA, um, the NFL did change some of their uh, bylaws for the, uh, they changed some of their bylaws for incoming freshmen uh, as far as if they get into trouble with you know something in the NCAA, they can actually enact that suspension for the league. We had that conversation on one of the previous shows um, where we talked about that and how that will be problematic or how do they implement that. So I'm assuming it's that same change, probably just uh, is also related to coaching. Um, well, but that thing. was a it was a weird thing when they implemented it because the again the players at the time would not be in the CBA. Uh, you know they're not a negotiating negotiating party, but 
the, it will be the same thing with the coaches, like it would seem. Well, yeah, that, that's the thing, though, is it, as I recall, there wasn't any verbiage that includes anything other than players. So it'd be kind of a, um, you know, you, you'd have to implement it specific for this, which is why I say lawyers would probably get involved. The other thing, you know, that we had talked about before, it was in place. It was something that kind of weirdly got agreed upon. Uh, still don't really know how they would enact it overall. But um, as I recall, there wasn't any verbiage that includes coaching staffs or anything like that. So that's where it gets uh, a little bit muddy. Understood. All right. Well, you know, I'll, mention, I'll reach out to Joe De Denham. Joe, if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. You, you will be invited on a future edition of Inside the Pigskin. So we'd love to have you on and be able to uh, uh, have you on. And you know what? We appreciate the kind words coming from everybody. Oh, Feather, you're a sweetheart. Dad, if you're watching, great. If you're not, hey, you're you're certainly on everybody's uh, mindset tonight. Yeah, that, right. That's great. That's my mom wishing your dad happy birthday. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Feather Freebird. Goodness. Thank you very much. Okay. Very nice. Okay. And you know, Dad, there's another one for you. Happy birthday from Melfar Jr., uh, this guy may not be a superstar dealer, but he's a superstar broadcaster. There you go. That's his motto. Thing to say, so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's stay over to Ohio State because when you lose that game, it has some repercussions as Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord has found out as he has entered the transfer portal. As I understand, he says 17 death threats. Wouldn't it be amazing if he landed at Michigan? If not, well, he can welcome to come to Miami because Tyler Van Dyke is in the transfer portal. All right, Candy, your arms are up in there. So what do you want to say? Well, because you're the commentary, you're not supposed to start with it. You're supposed to let us go with it. All I right, go thinking, ahead. All it, right. Wouldn't it be interesting if Michigan won number one, McCarthy goes on his way, goes into, you know, they're saying he would go, they're predicting number ninth if he'd go. There's a chance that the Packers would draft him, believe it or not. And then in CJ Stroud can transfer into Michigan and win a title there. We're talking about uh, the, the quarterback at Ohio State, you mean? Not CJ Stroud. Kyle McCard. You mean Kyle McCord. Yes. Yeah, CJ, yes. I don't think he wants to go, go to Michigan. No, he doesn't want to go back. Candy, we do let the commentator speak as long as we have the right name. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shots fired. Can, uh, can you That's imagine? okay. I'll take him. And can you imagine what goes on like in this all sports household? And tonight we welcome Bucky and Boots back out, oh, back from their cage over at the Vets. And boy, they are rare to come at us tomorrow. But what it does say is it tells me that there is something going on at Ohio State, why he doesn't want to stay. And it makes me really wonder if it's coaching, if it's what coach – uh, if he's been told anything about the bowl game, whether he will start or not start, it, it begs the question is what's going on because there's more to this story that we don't know at this point. The only thing we do know is he got 17 death threats, and that's enough to say I'm out of here. All right, Jeremy. Then you steal my thunder too. Oh, you know what happens? <laughs> I steal everybody's thunder. The one thing that can't be forgotten here is great minds think alike. Okay, that's all. That's the biggest thing. You know, Ohio State fans are as rabid a fan base as any other college football team. And the fans, 17 of them, gave death threats to Kyle McCord. We also don't know what they're doing with coaching. 
but more than likely, seeing how that seven other guys have joined the transfer portal, and Ryan Day cannot beat his daddy, Jim Harbaugh. So they mm. had decided, I'm not staying here with Ryan Day. I'd rather have Brian Hartline. Brian Hartline is one of the hottest offensive coordinators in college football right now, and he's probably going to get poached away from Ohio State because Ryan Day is staying. Okay, well, Travis? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, per all the reports that I've seen so far, is it seems that they had a conversation, Ryan Day and McCord, you know, after the game, but before – um, you know, McCord stated publicly that he was entering himself in the in the transfer portal, and apparently he just couldn't get the assurances that he needed that he was going to be the starting quarterback. You know, the following season. It's not to say that you know they asked him to leave or just the not giving an answer is sometimes just as bad as um, you know as actually giving a, a negative answer. Um, you, you, you can ask my wife that if she asked me, "Do you love me?" and I just and I'm silent. That's probably just as big as a problem he's gonna be saying no so um i mean he gave me he gave him all the opportunities you know and with all the questions that were asked from the media hey oh you know is he going to be starting in the bowl game um oh well we're going to say we're going to compete and see how that's going to act or you know between their actual private meeting and then the public assurances that he wasn't given and the man did what he's going to have to do, you know, for his future. Uh, again, there was an early season uh, competition between McCord and what was it, Devin? Uh, goodness gracious, I forget his name, Devin Brown, uh, the the rookie, the redshirt freshman uh, quarterback that they have. So there's quite possible that there was just going to they, McCord didn't feel comfortable, um, and also Ryan Day's. Now we can say that his words from that press conference probably hold a little bit more weight when he says, "I really do think that uh, McCord is a good quarterback. I really do." And well, are you saying you, you don't do good quarterbacks? You only do great quarterbacks at Ohio State. Like, what, is is there any more weight to that? Because we don't know the conversations they have behind the scenes, or you know, during practice and things of that nature. So maybe he just really wanted to get to that next great Ohio State quarterback. Okay, Coach. I think Travis, you you nailed it. I think um, you know. My question is, why why do you leave Ohio State? Why would you leave Michigan? Why would you leave any of the top elite tier? programs in the country if you're playing? Uh, the answer would be if you're not going to play anymore. Uh, I think this comes down to style of play and what they want from the quarterback position at Ohio State. You look at how this kid, uh, which he is a quality player. I don't want to, you know, let's not mince words. He's he's a good player, but he's not what I would necessarily call mobile. mobile. He's not a really mobile quarterback. And mobile quarterbacks give defenses fits. You know, you look at look at the four players that are in the championship games. Every every one of those quarterbacks, you might not you know categorize them as runners, but they are mobile. They can extend plays. They can make you know make make plays with their legs. You know when they need to, and he's not that guy. You know, compare him to. Uh, the last two Ohio State quarterbacks, they're in the NFL, you know, C.J. Stroud and Justin Fields. He doesn't measure up with those guys as a from a mobility standpoint. So I think to Travis's point, you know, look, Ryan Day, right or wrong. I mean, I think he's won a lot of games at Ohio State. But the bottom line is the game that matters, the Michigan game, he's lost three in a row. So he's on the hot seat, um, you know. 
they're probably looking at somebody that has a little bit more of those, you know, skill sets and there isn't room for this kid. And, you know, he did a good job this year. He wants to go someplace where he, where he can continue to be the starter and pursue his dreams. So I think it's as simple as that. You know, I think uh, you have to give Ryan day some credit for being honest with the kid, you know, being upfront with them and uh, you know, allowing him to make a decision that's best for him. And, you know, as far as Brian Hartline, he's not going anywhere. He's an Ohio state guy. You know, I coach Brian in Miami. He's, he's a great up and coming. I think he's, you know, he's there for a while. And I don't see an open job right now because uh, they're filling up fast that would that would lure him away from uh, staying at his alma mater as the offensive coordinator. That's my two cents. Well, you should go cents. to that better blue and maize and blue team. Yeah, your two cents carried a lot on this one. <laughs> I like that, Coach. All right. Turn over to KR. I agree with John. I, I think that their backup's probably the kid that he's probably, they probably have four or five stars behind him that can pro they're more mobile. And, and I think if, if you talk, and John can probably uh, get deeper in this than I can, is when you line up and spread, you want a quarterback that can run a little bit. He doesn't have to necessarily be a great runner, but he's got to be mobile. And I think that's even in the NFL now. And I think this guy isn't as mobile, and I don't, I'm not at practice every day. I, I guess the guy, their backups are probably ready to step up and take that, take that on. They're probably just younger and – I think Brian Day probably said, you know, you need to move on because this offense, we want it to change and we want a mobile quarterback. That's my guess. But what I'm concerned about, I'm not concerned because I can care less about Ohio State, is <laughs> the other six players that are leaving. Yeah, real, real. You know, I, I really don't care about Ohio State. I mean, I'm not a big team. I'm an SEC guy. But I, I just don't see why that many people can be leaving. A, a program like that that's just a little scary i know it's it, that's, i don't mean to interrupt but that's look i was on 24 7 today you know it's it's portal season it's yes. it, it's happening all across the country i mean every every team i mean but it is surprising there are a few programs that's not the topic that they have very few guys but nearly everybody's got multiple players with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I I, I don't like this portal garbage. I, I don't. I'm sorry. It just ruined college football to me. Okay, Mel. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't like the portal thing at all. I, I, really, I truly don't. And if you look at it, it's like musical chairs. I mean, okay, you know, the, the song is playing. Everybody's trying to find their seat now. Everybody, hey, let's switch. Everybody's, you know, everybody's running around trying to find a new program. And, and you look at the first ones that hit the portal, it's the quarterbacks. I mean, all the quarterbacks, they're not happy. I mean, they, you know, and the problem is they're coddled. You know, you got to go out there and compete. Nobody wants to compete. I didn't, I wasn't prom. I never went to Coach Donahue to ask him, hey, coach, am I going to be the starter next year? I just went out there and competed. And, what, and then when the dust settled, you know, I, hey, I look up there in the board. I, I I was number one. I I was starting. 
these guys don't want to compete. They want to be given everything. And that's why the quarterback play is so bad at the next level because these guys are not competing at this level. They're moving around, going places, developing bad habits, never fixing those habits, not really learning how to read defenses, you know, maybe just learning how to look at half the field and, you know, the other half of the field, not really learning and understanding the game of football, understanding that football is really a numbers game, looking at the numbers, understanding protection, understanding how to protect yourself with the protection. These guys don't want to do that. They just want to be given stuff. So, you know, I, it's every, it's every program, you know, UCLA, that quarterback, I mean, when he played the, the freshman from Michigan, the last game he played, I mean, he, he was already gone. You could see his mind was gone. His, his body was just, you know, just waiting for his body to catch up. He was out there flat-footed, just standing, you know, looked very disinterested. I said, I know this guy's leaving the transfer portal. He, he's getting out of there. But I, I don't like the transfer portal. I really think it's bad. No, no, you know, and every program has him. Hell, uh, Alabama's got a kid that's leaving a wide receiver. He's been there three or four years, caught, you know, handful of balls and he wants to leave because he wants to go somewhere and play more power to you if that's what you want to do but you know there's something to be said about the relationships that you forge with these guys uh, the the things that you go through to prepare yourself to play out there and every Saturday and you know you're doing it with these guys you have a common bond something that's going to last you beyond the, the football field and if you just constantly transferring from program to program to program, you really never get to develop those deep bonds with with your teammates. And that's something I'm extremely thankful for. Now, I don't know, you know, I might have transferred too after my first year. I was threatening to leave out of there too because I wasn't happy. I don't think there's a freshman that goes to college that's not happy when he goes there because you all come from somewhere being that guy, you know, being the horse that pulled the buggy to all of a sudden you're just a guy. And, you know, but you think you're that guy still and you're not getting the playing time that you think you deserve. And you know, I think I don't think there's a freshman out there that doesn't want to transfer out. You know, maybe after my junior, sophomore year, I might have wanted to transfer, too. I don't know. I'm glad the transfer portal wasn't there. I'm glad my parents, you know, my dad was like, hey, you're going to finish what you start and all that. And, you know, Travis, I got my grandfather said, you know, when you get that question posed to you by your wife. My grandfather, my, so my, my, my grandmother would ask him that question, you know, do you love me? And he said, look, mm-hmm. I answered that question the day we got married. If anything changes, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to get you in more trouble or less trouble. Oh, that's funny. Uh, that was his answer. Yeah, that is yeah it depends on the day. <laughs> not going to go well. <laughs> All right, Bo, that sets you up really well, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so it, when it comes to the transfer portal, I, I'm with you guys. Like, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. All of a sudden, it feels a lot more NBA-ish where you're unhappy and you're just going to force your way out no matter what. Um, but uh, when it comes to Ohio State, it makes sense that they would want to build around uh, one of the kids that's going to be there a little bit longer because Michigan is going to lose half their team this year, right? They're, they're going to graduate and they're going to go – a bunch of them are going to go to the NFL. Then you look at the teams that are coming in, a lot of their quarterbacks are leaving. So if you can build your your program right now, you have a head start on the other programs that are doing well this year. So I kind of understand some of that. And then wanting to transfer out. Yeah, if you're you're being told, hey, we're moving on from you, you got to make a decision. And if it's a situation where you can compete for the job, then yeah you know, try and stay and compete. But if you were given the, you're not going to be our guy. Yeah. I'm hitting the transfer portal. 
Well, I will say this about Michigan. You know, what I was impressed with the work that Sharon Moore did in Harbaugh's absence, number one. Number two, okay, Tyler Van Dyke of the Miami Hurricanes entered the transfer portal. And, you know, just hypothetically, you never know whether Mario Cristobal will reach out to Kyle McCord and say, hey, we got a spot here. We have Emory Williams as well. Come on down here. So I've seen a lot of crazier things happen when you have the transfer portal. But those are some interesting things that we'll monitor as time goes on. All right, let's go on to our lone NFL topic, one Travis Holmes is all too familiar with. We know that Trevor Lawrence suffered an ankle injury. So does this hamper their playoff chances? Because here's the thing. I hear that he's rehabbing around the clock to try to get ready. All right, Candy. We'll, we'll keep the order going again. Go ahead. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence and his injury situation? From what I've read, it's a high ankle sprain. Okay. And he's young. He's not, let's face it, as we age, trying to get over injuries is harder. But he's young yet. So I think because it's a high ankle sprain, I don't think it's as serious. At least I don't, I you know, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing. And the fact that he's getting round-the-clock treatments. He's getting the best treatments. Let's face it. Aaron Rodgers is talk, was talking about at one point coming back out of his serious injury because the NFL has such good rehab and such they have doctors that can, you know, make them do the miraculous things. So They got drugs. They, well, that too. <laughs> that too. Yes, they do. But, I think I don't think it hampers their ability because I think he has enough of a team around him that as long as some of his other players stay healthy and now I know somebody else went down that makes a difference too but I think um, I would I should have prepped for this subject because I would have looked to see what their schedule is the rest of the year to see I'll help you out out. (laughs) that might help their next game's the Browns, then they have the Ravens, the okay. Bucks, the Panthers, so there's a win, and the Titans. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of in, in rivalry and stuff like that. Good job, Bo. I know I can count on you. <laughs> I really don't think it'll ham- hamper them, but that's my personal opinion because I think he still is mobile enough to get around, and I think he has the weapons around him that he – doesn't lose a lot by having a little less mobility. Okay, smoking. Well, a high ankle sprain, they say, is harder to heal than a broken ankle because it because it's above the ankle, and that's what all those muscles right there is what holds the, those three bones together. So when it can be a, a minimum of five weeks, up to eight weeks to heal, and that's because you got ligaments, tendons. Muscles, all that structure gets affected with a high ankle sprain. You're talking to a guy that's had both ankles injured at one point or another in his life. So I know all about this stuff. Um, it, it, it very well could hurt them because there are teams that are close enough on their heels that could overtake them over the next few weeks. And then it makes that last week be a must-win situation or they might not get in. All right, let me point something out about ankle injuries because I've experienced a lot. And then I'll turn over to Travis, okay? Many years ago on Christmas Day, I was skiing, skiing, by the way, 
over at Magic Mountain in London, Derry, Vermont. I was doing really good. Picked up on my lessons good. The last run of the day, I got hurt. Okay, and I got really hurt. Suffered torn ligaments in my left ankle. And it has happened to be on the same day that Billy Martin died. Okay, so every time I need to go out there, remember the year of that situation, I go back to Billy Martin. Oh, that's when I wrecked up my ankle. Let me tell you, I've torn, whether it's a high ankle sprain or, or ligament damage to that ankle, they take forever to heal. I wish it would have been a straight break instead of what I had to deal with. Because anytime you deal with muscles and all that, it takes a lot longer to go ahead and heal. So I completely know where you're coming Smoking, and we'll turn it over to Travis Holmes. Just do me a favor, Travis. Don't go skiing on Christmas Day, man. It's not a good omen. Hey, man, you don't, you don't have to worry about me going skiing. I, I mean, the only thing you have to worry about me is snowboarding, so it's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm cooler. I'm cooler than a skier, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, it, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt the Jaguars' chances of making the playoffs. Like if you're talking about the Jaguars' chances of winning the AFC South, now that's a totally different conversation. Uh, but because the AFC South le- le- legitimately has three teams that you know could potentially make the playoffs right now, uh, it's changing the game a little bit. Uh, so to both point earlier. The, their next five games, Browns, Ravens, Bucks, Panthers, and Titans. Like, I don't think there's anybody in this group right now that will say that the Panthers are going to beat the Jaguars if Trevor Lawrence is able to play in four weeks, you know, four or five weeks at this point. Um, so we really are saying, can the Jaguars win one game out of those remaining four games? That's the real question that we're really asking. Because uh, for the New York Times interactive playoff, you know, playoff simulator, the Jaguars have a 96 to 99% chance of making the playoffs if they win two of the next five games. That's what we're talking about. So can they go one in four in those other four games, including the last game of the season against the Titans? Yeah, I think they can do that. Um, I don't I don't have any doubt there. Um, so the fact that it is a high ankle sprain, the same injury Pat Mahomes had in the playoffs last year, and you know Trevor can get three, four weeks to rest it up. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. Okay, we'll turn over to Coach. Yeah, I, I think the Jags will be in a, in the playoffs. Um, you know, to Travis's point, does it hurt their chances of winning the division? Yes. Uh, it absolutely, you know, I hate to see any player get hurt. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, back to when he started as a, as a freshman at Clemson. So always, it, you know, broke my heart to see him, uh, you know, to see him go down that way. Um, I think my biggest issue really outside of the you know quarterback with the Jags is I, I see them as a little bit of an up and down team right now. You know, I mean, you know, they just, they, they, they lost last night and, you know, I mean, granted they didn't finish the game with Trevor Lawrence, but they lost to a team that was, that's 500. That's, you know, just fighting to stay above water that is playing with the backup quarterback. And, you know, I mean, I think that they, uh, you know, they got beat in some areas, you know, in a lot of areas in that game. And uh, that's what, you know, that was with some maybe suspect decision making from the Bengals. You know, I look at their first two drives, you know, they, they go for it on fourth and three from midfield, give the Jags a, a short, short field. And then they attempt a 57 yard field goal in the, uh, on their second drive and give them the ball at midfield again. So, I mean, you're playing with your backup quarterback, given, given the team, you know, given the Jaguars field position like that, 
I don't know if I would have made that decision, but they won the game. So um, I'm, I just pray and hope and pray for him and all the Jaguar faithful out there that uh, that he can make it back and healthy and finish out the season. Yeah. I think they'll make the playoffs without a doubt. I think you got to – I think people are underestimating Browning. Uh, remember, Peterson's a pretty good quarterback coach. And uh, he, right. Browning went in there and looked like he had been there all year. I mean, they interviewed him at the end of the game, and he was cool as a cucumber. Uh, I, I got to give credit for that. I think that, that he's he's going to step up a little bit, and, and you watch. He, he may be pretty damn good. So, I think they make the playoffs anyway. And I think yeah. – Trevor Lawrence is a tough kid, and he he'll come back soon as he can. I I can tell you that. Yeah, I have the utmost confidence in Doug Peterson. He's yeah, a great he, quarterback coach. Yeah, well, he's pretty good good head coach, but yeah, more so quarterback. Yeah, coach. well, I'm sure that he's stepping in, working with his young quarterback like that. No doubt about it. Okay, Mel. No, I think you know he's in familiar territory. I mean, he, he you know they had the same situation. Um, you know, Carson went and then Nick Nick yep. came in there. So I mean, right. this is that foreign territory for him. For him, uh, I don't think that um, it you know drastically hurts their chances. Maybe hurts their chances to win the division. Maybe if if Trevor Lawrence miss, you know, misses any time, uh, you know, as you, you know, everybody's alluded to, he is young. Uh, I remember twisting my ankle first day of spring ball outside at midnight playing basketball, landing on somebody's foot. Can't exactly tell the coaches I was playing basketball at midnight. <laughs> um, you know, said I was fell down some stairs or something like that, tripped on the stairs. And you know, Ducky Drake, he's like, "Were you drinking?" And I was like, "I don't even drink." Uh, he's an athletic trainer, but I still practice because I had to. I didn't get hurt on the field, so I was out there limping around doing what I had to do. And I had a bad. You know, I, I watched some something with Isaiah Thomas or Michael Jordan where they got a. Trash can filled it up with ice and water, and that's what I did. Stuck my foot in that ice and water, and you know, prayed for the best, and you know, just tried to do what I could do. But I, I, I played that whole year on that bum ankle, and then had surgery the year after. But I mean, I, I certainly couldn't tell him I, I hurt myself playing basketball. And he's a young kid, and you know, it looked real, it looked real, real bad. Maybe it looked a little worse than what it really was. Maybe you know, after. 24 hours, yeah. it feels a little bit better. I've never, can't say I've ever had a high ankle sprain, so I don't know exactly how that feels. But, you know, with a high ankle sprain, I would think that there's not much more damage that you can do to it. Right. And uh, you can probably medicate that pretty good to a point where he can get out there. I mean, he's not the most mobile quarterback, but he is mobile. He is able to extend plays. But like Patrick Mahomes, you know, what he did in the Super Bowl, you know, he was able to move around enough to protect himself. That's what you want him to be able to do, protect himself. The rush gets there, he can't get out the way, then, you know, just fall down and, and you know, let's let's you know, live for another day. But, you know, that right arm is something special. And, uh, you know, I think he wants to try to keep his, his streak going as far as a number of starts. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. I, I think um, – you know, he's probably going to do a Willis Reed, and I think he'll probably start this coming Sunday. They haven't ruled, yeah, they haven't ruled him out yet, which is crazy. Great comparison to Willis Reed. All right, Bo. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think they're going to tape it up a lot and see if he can do it. Um, you know, the big, big thing, obviously, is he mobile enough to get out of harm's way, and does it take anything off the ball, right? Obviously, that can be an issue, too. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is he going to want to play? Sure. 
does it hurt their ability to get to the playoffs if he doesn't? Probably not. Uh, you know, it, again, the, where they are now, they're in. Do they win the division? Um, maybe not, right? That, that division is uh, far more competitive than we all thought it was going to be at the beginning of the season. So, you know, it, they may not win the division, but they, they definitely could. Uh, you know, I mean, they definitely will still get in, right? They, they finished the season with a couple of cupcake games. So it, I, I would say that that probably isn't a problem. But, yeah, it'll just be whether or not he can move around effectively and it if it hurts enough that he can't get quite enough zip on the ball. Because, uh, obviously, if you're throwing picks, that that's a problem. All right. I really hadn't planned any parting shots, but if anybody wants one, I'll be more than happy to give them the opportunity. And then after that, I will let everybody know how they get all of you. So anybody out there, I'll start with Jeremy. I know you obviously asked me earlier. What do you got? Well, with uh, Aline McNeil hitting the IR for Detroit Lions, they went ahead and signed veteran defensive tackle Tyson Alalu, who is a 12-year vet with 25 sacks and a former top 10 pick that Moment. basically did nothing. But it's a nice vet move for the team. Enough. Anybody else? Uh, I thought no, we're doing. I love, I love some Tyson Alu Alu, sir. Former yeah. Jag. Yes, a former mm-hmm. Jaguar, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Never, never played up to his uh, draft potential, but he was always a really <clears throat> solid player. Man, I'm happy to see him land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kr, you have something? Yeah, I thought there was only six Ohio State. I thought I thought, thought I read this morning. I'm looking there. It's twelve. Wow. Yeah, I named yeah. them all off just before the show. Twelve. That's amazing. That's a lot. Okay. Anybody else want to add one mm-hmm. real quick? Yeah, just kind of a weird uh, quarterbacks getting hurt season is uh, going into week 14 here. There's going to be 12 backup quarterbacks playing. Wow, that's pretty good stuff. <laughs> again, both, that's um, great for fantasy. Great, great staff. Thanks for bringing that. <laughs> all right, well, you know what? I got one. Time, I got one for you, Scott. Let's all make sure we tune in this weekend and watch the, the great game, the game, Army-Navy. Go Army, beat Navy. Well, you know what, Coach, that's a, mm. you, now that you mentioned it. it's a bucket list item. Great okay. stuff. And, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll add this one last thing since we already mentioned it earlier, uh, talking about the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence and no one and him not being ruled out yet. If Trevor Lawrence takes that field against the dog on Cleveland Browns defense, everybody in that front office need to be fired. I'm just saying that. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> well, remember the, you remember, but remember, Travis, you know who the defensive coordinator is, don't you? Jim Schwartz. Schwartz. Exactly. Yeah. He's one of, the, one of the best in the business. No doubt. Hey, man, I said, I said what I said. Exactly. Triple Lawrence takes that field. It's, it's football. It's football, man. The kid's going to want to play. I mean, you know. Oh, no, he's going to want to play just like he wanted to walk off the field instead of taking the cart. The other field. And, and everybody in the national media is talking about that. Uh, where Jaguars don't have a cart in Jacksonville. Everybody has a cart in Jacksonville. Like, whatever, man. Hey, the kid's going to want to do what he's want to do, and the adults got to be the adults. Man, the kid, man, that he man wanted to walk off field. the field the fire. way he got on the field, man. He walked on the field. Let, let me walk off field. They got plenty of time. I've had that situation before, you know. Right. When a guy put a helmet in my back and you know, broke my back and was like, hey, you oh, want to get the cart? No, man, I walked on the field. Let, let me walk off. Just give me a minute to get my breath. I'm, I'm going I'm to walk off. We got players, we got coaches. It don't get any better than that. Cart, no cart. Okay. Uh, Plus, you know, my, my my folks are in the stands or watching on TV. I don't want them to see me. You know, if I can walk, I'm gonna walk. You know, that's, yeah, that's, that's what he was reason. thinking. You know, he's got his, his family somewhere, his, his wife. 
Yo, hey, if, if I can walk, I'm gonna walk. I mean, they don't need to meet, see me on a, on a cart. That's, that's well, not there, what they there's, need a, to. There, there's a very real difference between walking out and waving on your way out than riding <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> but still, I mean, either way, I mean, I walked out there. Let me let me walk off. That's how. That's the way I put it. But just give me a minute to catch my breath because I, I was having a hard time getting air at that time. You know what, though, Bo, I could really appreciate your thumbs up moment when I was at the game where Mike Utley got hurt. So, mm-hmm. oh, and I, I well, was there. scored I was, his only touchdown on that play. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I was at that game and it was tough to watch. But when I t- used to talk to Mike on the sidelines, he's a class act. All right. But that said, I'm glad we got all those things out there. Show will last when we're done. So, we're going to, Candy, anything you want to add? Or do I have to hear it later? <laughs> I just want kudos to Get the back because pre pregame Sunday night, not one of the analysts gave them a chance. They said all Kansas City Chiefs, but yet look who won the game. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think any one of us gave them a chance. And uh, you know, I, I will say this here: there's something to say about giving a guy an opportunity to sit um, and and learn and develop. Um, you know, we've seen Jordan Love play a few times over the few years when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, and it didn't look so good. Man, he was dealing. He looked good. Um, and, and it, you know, there used to be a time where rookies would come in, they would sit. Now, if you're a number one through 10 draft pick, or it doesn't even matter, you're a number one draft pick at the quarterback position, they're they're trying to hurry you out in the field. And sometimes, you know, I even and I think about the kid, you know, the poor kid there at San Francisco, man, they just tried to rush him out there. The guy wasn't ready, man. He wasn't ready. He didn't have enough college snaps underneath his belt, didn't have enough pro snaps underneath his belt. Lance just wasn't ready, and um, you know, and now he may never get the opportunity because they were in such a hurry to get him out there, and, and it's unfortunate. But you look what they did with this kid here. They took his time, took their time. He sat on the bench for three years, just like Aaron Rodgers did. Aaron sat on the bench for three years. That worked out pretty well for him. This kid sat on the bench for three years, and he, and he looks really good. So I think. You know, these owners need to evaluate, you know, look at this again. Where they're just so quick to just throw these kids on a trash heap. Uh, you know, Wilson, the Wilson kid out there at the Jets. I mean, we all look at him and say, man, this guy's garbage, man. It's just, And it's just unfortunate because he just got thrust out there, you know, and he didn't have an opportunity to learn. Let the veteran guys hang around a little bit. Teach these guys the road. Teach them, teach them how to uh, look at film. Teach them about the numbers. Teach them protection so they can protect themselves. Uh, that's some of the biggest the biggest problem that these guys have is being able to protect themselves. You got to know, you know, where your trouble is, and then you got to know where your outlet is when that trouble comes. And if these kids don't understand that, the first thing they want to do is bail and start running and, and rely on their athleticism. You know, that can only last for so long. Hey, you know, one thing I, I do want to put up there, and you know what, your mom is as sharp as they get. I love this. We got to put this thing up. I'll put it up. Army and Navy and the family, we win no matter what. God love you, Heather Freeburg. That was great. So. Oh, one All of right. my buddies from Sideline Sports commented on my on the show, and he said, "How many good backups are playing this weekend?" That's the real question. And then mm. Trevor will be holding holding a clipboard next to Deshaun Watson, and uh, maybe they will share coloring pages. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, with that said, now everybody gets an opportunity to see how we get a hold of you. You know what, Candy? I'm going to let you do ours. I'm not going to say it. You go ahead and talk about our information. 
Okay, so if you like this show, there's a red subscribe button in the corner. If you haven't already subscribed, I don't know why and what you're waiting for, but please do it as soon as possible. Like, share us, tell all, tell everybody about it, because why not? We have all kinds of programming on our station. We have baseball, we have football, we have one-on-one -on -one interviews. We have sports exchange where we talk about all the different sports. We have Pundits Pundit where we come, come at you with some interesting topics and we have any show that you want, we have it. Uh, go to our website, www.southfloridatribune.com. We have media releases by the Jags, by the Dolphins, um, by the Lions. We get a lot of college stuff, FSU. I'm sure we're going to be posting up some interesting things from them. We have college football playoffs we have up there. We have, you name it, it's up there, the Marlins, if you're into baseball. But the guy... Both guys that I'm sitting in between, Scott and Jeremy, both write for South Florida Tribune. So go check their articles out. Uh, go check my photography. I've taken some pictures over the years. <clears throat> some good, some even better than that. Go check those out. Uh, if you like podcasts, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. You can always email us ideas, southfloridatribune at gmail.com. Scott's got a book. You can see it up in the corner by Jeremy. Um, Lessons from the Microphone. It's available on Kindle or Amazon. Get your copy today. And you know, it's the season for giving. So you can buy it for gifts for all your friends and family. See, there's no way I can do better than that. All right, Jeremy, go ahead. Well, as Candy mentioned, I do write for the SouthFloridaTribune.com under the Motor City Tribune heading. And yes, if it wasn't for those Lions transcripts, I probably wouldn't write as good as I do about the Lions. That being said, you could also find me right here on the South Florida Tribune on the Inside the Pigskin Show, Fire Up on Thursdays, and wherever else Scott may need me. You can also find me on my channel, which is Kneecap Biting with the Motor City Lions, where I go live three days a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And if you want to talk football, get a hold of me. You can find me there at smoking jeremy on twitter or x okay all right travis go ahead all right uh, travis d holmes on all the socials um whether, whether it's twitter x you, you know your mama's twitter uh facebook's threads uh you name it um all of them uh you can find my writings covering the jacksonville jaguars on bitcatcountry.com you can find me here uh every week um and well, every week they'll allow me to keep saying these outrageous things about my wife um on <laughs> tuesdays at 8 15 at night uh you can also find me if you're looking for any jacksonville jaguars podcast um, we have a jacksonville jaguars podcast that airs on fridays at 11 a.m but it's uh, the Duval Dive, a Jaguars podcast. That's actually the name. Um, and again, you can, that's wherever you get your podcasts. And also on the Pro Sports Fans app, the PSF app, uh, we do a live stream of the Jacksonville Jaguars games. Um, you know, just talking, getting live reactions, things of that nature. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Right, and ladies. Go ahead. Uh, Ralph Williams will be back in action with Jeremy and Candy on Thursday night. Go ahead. Am I up? Go ahead. Am I up? You're up, Coach. You're up. You can find me. You can find me right here or on LinkedIn and on no other type of social media because I'm not on it. I don't. Okay, not, not the worst. Hey, you're on with us. You're on LinkedIn. 
I'm not so bad. We'll take your expertise. People, you can follow my wife, Paulette Bonamigo. She's on Instagram. She's on Facebook. She's on all of it. So I live vicariously through her. Well, that's okay. You're, you live real well with us. So we're proud to have you on, Coach. You've been a great addition to what we're doing. And we enjoy having you on every week and every time you're on. It's a blessing that you're on. All right, KR. I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and, and X. Mel? Find me on all the social media at Melfar Jr. Just like it says there. Follow what we have going on here in Georgia and in Michigan for the youth at Melfar.org. And last but not least, Bo. Yeah, so you can find me right here every Tuesday night. And, of course, uh, on my channel at Football-Talk, all the socials at Football Talk with Bo. I got to jump out of here, guys. I got another show all I got right. to get to. Great to oh. see you all. Sorry I was late. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We'll see you next week, Bo. Have a great right, show. Hey, see you Thursday. You bet. You know it. And now there are eight, but not for much longer. Okay. But anyways, I want to thank everybody in the chat room for their participation. And go ahead, Jeremy. You're giving oh, me some signals. I'm just, I'm like, eight. I see seven. <laughs> well, yeah, you do, don't you? Oh well, I guess, maybe there's a reason why my uh, vision isn't very good. Why I need I have four eyes instead of two, but that's okay. It's all right, well, there you go. All right, well, I'm glad he addressed it. Let me tell you, if that's the worst thing I've messed up all night, so be it. Okay. It was funny. I just hey, I'm like, no, I, no, I don't mind your sense of humor, forward. I'm I'm used to it, so it doesn't. It's all good. So meanwhile, as I said. And look at this, okay? J.B. Ellis. Ellis. We need to get that. We aren't ending this until this guy got in there. J.B. <laughs> Ellis, great to meet you. All right, FSU got job. Horrible decision. Love it, man. J.B. Ellis. Uh, we'll be connecting tomorrow on tomorrow night's edition of the Sports Exchange. And also, we what we also do is Candy's working on their website as well. We have a lot of great partners in store that we've had this year. I can't wait to talk about a lot of the new additions and things that we're actually going to be doing. Now I got it. I got a question for JB Ellis and everybody who says they got a job. What of these four teams is that team beating if they played less next week? That's doesn't the matter. answer to your question. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because right. the CFB put it out there. When they put this thing together, they said they were going to lose. The best I mean, you know, that, that everybody's going to win. So, I mean, that doesn't really that shouldn't even factor into the equation. I mean, as long as we, as long as the CFP has always had, you know, style points. It, mm -hmm. Sorry, I know the show is over, but um, if if style points exist, then it has to have a real conversation of a team that averaged thirty eight point six points a game now averaging. 15 points a game two for, for the last two games. That's a conversation piece. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's man, Michigan didn't real. score that many points, did they? How many points did they score? That wasn't How many points pretty. did Iowa score? It wasn't very, it wasn't very pretty. <laughs> didn't need oh, to be yeah. pretty. They beat them by 26. Okay. My, my, that's my point. It doesn't need to be pretty. Oh, I was just saying they beat him by more points than Michigan won by. Like, I mean, that's how, that's more points than FSU scores. Like, again, that FSU offense is averaging 15 points a game with these backup quarterbacks. Iowa, that's bad. Iowa, that's, that's hard offense. To watch. Iowa wasn't averaging that many points. I was not in the playoff. Oklahoma State was in the Pac-12 or the in the Big 12. Championship. I mean, there's different ways to win football games, right? 
Uh, they have I mean, two if you count their first string quarterback yeah. and their second string quarterback. FSU has two losses. It's funny, Mel. I actually agree with your <laughs> your overall point. I do. I, I'm a defensive I guy. Too. I lean defense. It's just, hey, man. At the end of the day, this was ugly football to watch, and I have to be able to say that there is a huge gulf between a Zach Wilson led, uh, you know, New York Jets and the Baltimore and the old, and the old and the old Baltimore Ravens offense. Those aren't the same, but both are defensive led teams. We'll keep this show going on if we keep getting this kind of everybody. No, we won't mention the you can get you. It can only be who yeah, you there play. You go. Yeah, they, they, got it. You can only beat who you play. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's UCF. That's UCF's argument for 2017 and 2018. And Cincinnati's we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Wait, and let's face it, these schedules are set in advance, years in advance. So how I mean, yeah. you can only beat who you're, you're playing is true, and your set, your season they is beat, set. They beat two SEC it. schools, right? Two or hey, three. Man, two or three. I don't know to tell you. I don't know to tell you schedule better. With two or three <laughs> SEC schools, they beat who, who, Florida State schedule. They beat two or three. They beat two SEC schools, right? They beat LSU, and we know they beat Florida. Was there another uh, one sprinkled in there too? I got yeah, you. I'm just saying FSU public eligible. FSU publicly still, said SEC's that they were the too big. Right? I'm just saying, FSU publicly said that they were too good or too big to be in the they ACC. Beat, they beat Clemson. Right? They beat Clemson. They're in the ACC <sighs> now. That was their point. That was, it was like That's a posture. It was like a, negoti- it was like a yeah. negotiations thing. They publicly said that they're too big to be in the conference that they're in. And now they don't get into the, they don't get into the CFP. Well, right. what is that saying? All right, maybe you should be in a different conference. Maybe you were right. To welcome to the group. Welcome to the group of five. Now you got the same comp. You got the same complaint that UCF had for all those years. You got the same well, complaint that had in 2020. I was Again, waiting. I'm, for that. I'm, I'm a UCF guy, so y'all ain't, yeah. y'all can't bring this com- this conversation to me. An undefeated conference champion that went undefeated not one but two years straight. And got screwed both years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all want to complain? Go ahead. Mm, let me hear. Let me let me hear. I love those tears. Yeah, I'm just hearing it. Well, what year was it that Auburn went undefeated? Didn't even get in. Ooh, right. Auburn. Auburn went undefeated. There, uh, and didn't the Big Twelve add their conference championship like six, uh, five, six years ago? Mm-hmm. Because they went. Uh, they had two teams go undefeated, and neither one of them got to go because they didn't have a conference championship. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, well, you so know technically, so technically speaking, the committee is being consistent because yes. at least their argument against those teams, the arguments against Liberty, the argument against UCF, and all those years, and Cincinnati was always that they had a weak strength of schedule. They do, even if, even though they won. Well, UCF, I mean, sorry, FSU has the weakest strength of schedule of all they the teams we're talking about. The, the Clemson was down, and the, was, and Florida was down. They, they, and LSU didn't play very well. There, are, there are a group of five teams out there that have harder strength of schedules than a fifty-five. I'm sorry. I'm just keeping it 100. Like, uh-huh. that's just – that's real. All right. Are you talking about the Cincinnati team that got smoked in the Sugar Bowl by Florida and Tebow had, like, a career game against them? Hey, yeah. man, I can't – I'm not a Cincinnati – I'm not a Cincinnati fan. I'm just telling you what that's what it was. Whether or not they belonged, we, yeah. we get we get teams that get smoked all the time, like TCU. Never going to get crushed unless Bo Nix doesn't play. <laughs> right, well, you know what? Well, I want uh, Candy to go out there and read J.B. Ellis' latest quote and – We'll keep this thing going long. I don't care. Yeah. 
Easiest fix years ago. Sixteen playoff, yeah. five power conference winners, best group of five team, and there it is. Twelve is horrible. Four leads to this, and the committee sent out the North Carolina State guy to explain how FSU shouldn't be. Well, why, why is why is twelve why is twelve too many? No, hold on, is let let okay, Candy run this next one, okay? Hold no, on. not at all, because then Georgia would have made it because they had two SEC teams previously when the SEC one seed lost to the two seed. Hmm. There's 16 in one double A or whatever they call it now, and division two and division three. There's 16 mm-hmm. teams, so right. I don't yeah. understand the problem. You know how because they're trying I to figure it. out they're trying to figure out how to how to deal with all the money. That's that's the problem. I, I love the idea of the 12 team playoff because now that it's a power four conferences, because the Pac 12 is the Pac two. So you got to eliminate them from making it. So you only got four conferences. Those four conference winners, they will be one through four seeded. The other eight teams can do their playoff by seeding to face the other four teams. Hmm. Well, good points all around. That's all I could say. We'll see. We we'll see where the conversations lead to next week. Well, it's next year is going to be a problem with who's going to get the four buys because the first top four are going to get a buy. They're going to be the conference champions. Contention to be the conference champions. The conference champions. They get the buy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The power yeah. four conference champions. So Big Twelve, SEC, ACC, and Big Ten. I mean, this is this is gonna this is gonna feel like March Madness. I'm 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 a fan. I mean, or, or or the NFL playoffs. Like that's the, the only is, issue. Is the Alabama Invitational. That's the only need. issue I have with this is the fact that the kids aren't being paid. That's it. Everything yeah. else this is this I, is dope. I love Saban's answer. Why did y'all get in the playoffs? He said money and lo- walked away. <laughs> it's the Alabama Invitational. That's so what it is. What? Did he get? Did he donate twenty five percent of his money to the CFB board? Hmm. All right, well, you know what? We we can debate this subject all day long, and I'm glad we extended the show as JBL has sent us one haymaker after another. Good job, JB. Probably looking forward to having you on tomorrow night's edition of the Sports Exchange. But I love it when we get haymakers and we can keep it going. I really do. It's all about football. It's about interaction, education, inform, and entertain. And I think that's what this show more than accomplished with the amount of time that we allotted for. We had it all. Parting shots, and then JB Ellis comes in at the end, way down, down, bang. And and you guys are all biting on the snake here with him. Good stuff. Love the show. Enjoy the camaraderie. And guess what? We get to do it next Tuesday night. So, with that said, on behalf of Candy Ebling, Jer- smoking Jeremy Balrick, Travis Sherlock Holmes, because I will call you Sherlock Holmes. Okay, we'll talk about C- Central Florida USF another time. <laughs> Okay, because we are rivals, but that's okay. We're still teammates here. Coach John Montemago, always a pleasure to have you on. K.R. Lombardia, we bring you on when we're stacked heavy with college. And Mel Farr Jr., we just simply bring you on, and you're just, you've come a long way. So, so on, with that said, on behalf of Candy Ebling, Jeremy Balrick, Travis Holmes, John Montemago, Coach John Montemago, K.R. Lombardia, Mel Farr Jr., Scott Morgan, Roth, Motor City, Manuel. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next Tuesday night.